0: Today is March 20th, 2021, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Unfortunately, we're subjected to another low-activity week. Um, I'm not sure if this was planned or what, but pretty much nothing to talk about. We're all eagerly awaiting for Duke Devlin next week. There might be a new card release because it's coming up on about a month since the last Antinomic Theory box came out, so... We might have both of those in conjunction, we'll see. But this week, we have the first arrival of Primo and Ghost. We can't obtain Primo yet, but we do have two new cards from him. The Duel Links Mission Research, a new card from that, and a new XZ card that we've seen before in the artwork of other cards. Improvements to the dual screen, esports, and ways to reboot Duel Links. This will be some... You know, some commentary about how to fix the game that I've played a lot less of. So, springboard off that. I basically started playing Duel Links again yesterday. Um, I, I was... I felt that... Well, you know, you could tell I was just doing the PvE events pretty much for two straight weeks. And the lack of want to play... Ranked was apparent, but it is coming towards the end of the month, so I figured I would, you know, get some games in ranked, um, as to get somewhere. You know, I could easily hit King of Games if I sat down and played, but that time has not come yet. And and of course, there's a lot of life exhaustion in the way as well. I did get to Legend two, so I moved up from Legend one to Legend two. Um, I'm gonna try to hit King of Games as soon as I could before uh, the new stuff comes out. With Duke Devlin and potentially any new boxes or anything like that. So there's that. All the nerfs are live. So um, the meta is more is less diverse than it was in terms of the decks they allowed you to play. All those dual skills have been nerfed. So balance and restart decks are pretty much a thing of the past for now. Um, so yeah, you know, just playing the meta, Blue Eyes a lot. Um, I played some Water Xyz decks, Thunder Dragons... Um, not much else, and I'm playing Water XEs myself, so playing that deck, uh, doing very well with it, and I'm just gonna keep grinding out, in an attempt to get King of Games when I am playing, uh, Duel Links this week. So, this week in esports, Duel Links Meta One Sixty Eight, and we're seeing the dominance of Blue Eyes and Cups, um, you know, just this is just the post-nerf composition of decks uh star seraph dark lords is pretty big fire king has come onto the scene water xds is still around with a new development a lot of other smaller decks first place leon poles destiny draw invoked fire king so this is the new fire king deck um the way to play invoked as well so uh alistair and invocation are both limit three cards so this deck only includes one of each, and then there's a limit three of Badland Boxer Veil, vale. So it's really a full split of the th- limited three cards. We have some Fire King cards: three copies of Fire King High Avatar Grunix, which specializes in destroying monsters. The Nephis destroys the spells, but that's not in this deck. Three copies of Fire King Avatar Arvata. This is obviously the um, this is pretty much the card that makes Fire Kings work. Three copies of Fire King Avatar Barang. And three copies of Onslaught of the Fire King. So this lets you special summon the cards from the deck. And pretty much you get special summon the Garunix and then it comes back next turn. It's pretty much the deal. And three copies of Fire King Island. So basically those uh the Arvata and the Garunix, I mean the Barang, they function as uh, level fours for some rank four X plays as well. So, you know, Abyss Dweller. Stroke, Diamond Dyer, and Malevolent Sin are the choices here. And there's a bit of a stall component in addition to this deck. Three Sphere Kribo, two Kite Roid, of Boxer Veil, as I mentioned. Three copies of Book the Moon, two Mystical Space Typhoons, because there's no space for Cosmic, and two copies of Drowning Mirror Force. So you put it all together, it's a deck that has the, you know, a lot of fire monsters, Board Wipe ability non-stop with the Grunix, uh, rank 4 XCs, you've got Power of uh, Invoked Purga Trio, Love Stall. Uh, it's a pretty good deck. Second place Ulaska Ultimate Dragons Blue Eyes. Now, this deck is also a little bit innovative compared to every other Blue Eyes deck we've seen. This deck has Chaos Dragon Levineer. So, traditionally, a card you see in Thunder Dragons now is in Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes have no shortage of. Light Monsters, but they do pack two Dark Monsters in this deck with Cosmo Brain as well. And Chaos Dragon Living Year is a great card for Blue Eyes. Level 8 Dragon can go into the Exodus play with Hieratic Sun Dragon Overlord of Heliopolis, or the level 1 Tuners can turn into any number of level 9 Synchro plays. Up for Lord, Destiny Draw. Star Seraph Dark Lord. This one also packs Chaos Dragon Levineer. So it's pretty much the Star Seraph Dark Lord deck, which has the Light and the Dark with a Chaos Dragon Levineer. Now in terms of the Dark Lord composition, they're missing those cards um, Am Dusk and the other one, um, the, the level 3 Uko back. So they only have one copy of Desire, Ixchel, Nastin, and Tetsulapaka. Top four rich Ferente with Anomat Anomot deck. Um still the same deck. OTK deck. Um not much more to say about that. Cyber Dragons in top eight. Satellite knights in top eight. desperado's still alive in top eight. And uh Star Seraph Dark Lord. Alright, let's talk about Dylan's Meta Freakly forty nine. I skipped the other tournaments because they're all blue eyes decks. It's not fun to talk about Blue Eyes nonstop. First place, Zaga, Zaga, Zaga. Uh, Territory of the Sharks Water XCs. This is a little bit of a different deck because they cop- they pack in a copy of Buzzsaw Shark, which came from the antonomic Theory box, and this card basically lets you cheat Silent Angler out of the deck. So you typically run two Silent Anglers. That's the only fish card in the in the deck. So play Shaw, and then you uh, special summon Angler from the deck that lets you get into your rank 4 Xyz play. It's pretty much the reason you will run that. Um, yeah. That's it. I can place Victor Lee level duplication Thunder Dragon. This is the same, this is pretty much the cookie cutter Thunder Dragon deck specializing in the rank 6 xc's plays and there's a few options here with constellar petalomi m7 fairy knight ingunar has become a main part of the deck and photon strike bouncer which is typically uh, the one you would play first Before four you got wrecked ultimate dragons blue eyes same old uh, version without the chaos dragon living near ancient rules and treacherous trap hole have become pretty much standard for the deck and top 4, Blitz, Corgi, level duplications, Thunder Dragon. The only thing that's a little bit different about this Thunder Dragon deck is it's just exactly 20 cards, so it's been pared down a little bit. Otherwise, uh, the same uh, light and dark deck. That goes into the tier list. This is a dynamic uh, power rankings, of course, uh, so numbers keep changing. Blue Eyes have moved up into first place in Tier 1 17.3. Water Xyz has fallen a little bit. Uh, still in Tier 1, at 16.3. So these decks, uh, based on these numbers, are pretty close in power level. Water axes has fallen a little bit, and we've seen too many Blue-Eyes decks um, that have pushed into the first place spot. Tier 2, we have the promotion of two decks. Um, Star Seraph Dark Lord has moved into Tier 2 of 7.4. Fire Kings have moved up into 5.6. I really like Fire Kings now um, in this post-nerf meta. And with the Power of Invoke, they're pretty good. Thunder Dragons and Onomat have fallen a little bit, but still in Tier 2, 8.2 and 8.1, respectively. Tier 3, we have the introduction of Lunalight again, 3.7. And Cyber Dragons have pretty much stayed stable at 3.5. Triamids have fallen off this Power Rankings tier list. So, let's talk about the improvements to the dual screen. This is not what I expected. Um, What I expected was... I'm hiding the names of everything, but I guess now you could still see the names of the people you're playing. What they did do was they changed the fonts. We had, like, a pretty, um, I guess the, the numbers were a little fatter. Now it's very skinny text. Um, the characters behind more of a backdrop, so there's, like, a red background and a blue background. And I assume this is more of a, um the combat color blindness we saw the thing with the magenta uh end end turn button for example they changed they' previously all blue now it's the magenta button and now your backdrop of your characters more uh behind a the color there's less lag I've noticed in the game uh, with this new interface maybe I don't know I really don't know what it is, but they changed the interface of the duel, and um sure it's better it's better um. I guess it's more like we've been looking at the same thing for the last four years or three years and decided to change it, and now it looks fresh and cool. And that's all there is to it. There's nothing... I haven't noticed anything dramatic. Like It could have been the old way, and I wouldn't have cared. It wouldn't have changed me playing the game anymore. So, yeah, that's the improvements to the dual screen. There's not much to say about it. Generally positive, in my opinion, but... They're just changing colors and fonts and stuff. That's uh, not really. It's a big deal from the designer standpoint because it takes a lot of work um, into deciding what to do. Like, w- there's so many different options to pick about how to change it, and um, you know, there's a lot of back end stuff that goes into the work of programming a game. So that's my that's my take. Not take. It's just a comment of what changing fonts and colors is. Alright, so we got this new Primo roaming event here. Mechlord Emperor 5Ds. We also have the roaming uh, Ghost 2. Ghost is a level 20. You see three of them at a time, like once a day. And we got two new cards here. Um, some of these cards are from other events. Um, Antonymy, primarily. First place... I mean, not first place. Ooh, New card, Labyrinth of Clines. This is a UR trap. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, target the attacking monster, negate the attack. And if you do, switch the original attack and defense of that monster until the end of the turn. This is kind of like a rare, good, usable PvE drop. This is a battle phase trap. Um, it works similarly to Econ or anything that Book of the Moon that would just stop an attack, but it does it differently. Instead of flipping positions, you negate an attack. So it's like a negate attack except they change their attack and defense, and the battle does not go through. So, most monsters in Duel Links have higher attack than defense. A lot of monsters, if you were playing against Shirinui, had zero defense. So, um, example, you know, meta cards right now. Chaos, Dragon, Lavinia, of course, is a um, zero defense card. Dark Lords all have defense there's plenty. There's there's a lot of monsters that don't have any defense. Um, but we're moving into the XZ's realm now, I guess. They do have a little bit higher defense than they did, but they're still losing... The average monster is going to lose attack. And this goes into your next turn. So the monster's left there in attack mode with less attack than it did. And that kind of reminds you of Wall of D. Wall of D is kind of like a higher reward version of this card. Both of them activate during the battle phase only so they can get hit by you know cosmic cyclone or night beam. Well night beam you can't counter no matter what. So you get hit by a cosmic cyclone get locked down by some ability as well and it can't it can't be activated in in response to that. So what this is is pretty much a lower reward wall of D. Now wall of D Will lower them by eight hundred automatically, and then extra for any extra monsters on the board, and it could leave a whole board of monsters pretty weak. So, you know, Wall of is definitely a, a better version of this card. This one can have a huge swing though. So, you're attacking with the Chaos Dragon living That's a three thousand point swing right there. So, there are situations where the Labyrinth of Klein is better. Um, It also targets... I don't think Wall of D targets. So this is like a one-on-one thing. So some monsters like the um, Archfiend's Call won't get hit by this card, which has low defense. So yeah, this... This is kind of... This would go well with a deck that would run a lot of Wall of Ds, and then you would also run this card as well. So kind of like a stall card. They would hit into high defense monsters, get hit. Um, Also good for decks that do have a lot of offense, like... Let's say you're, you're playing Invoked Purgatrio, and they are left with a monster with low, low attack that turn, and you can kind of take advantage by hitting them a few times that turn. So this is pretty much a poor man's version of Wolf D. I do expect it to see some play, though. It's, it's good enough to see play in a deck that just runs a lot of trap cards um, to take advantage of control abilities. Next card is Gen X Ally Volcanon. This is the SR. Dark Machine level 4, 1700 attack, 600 defense. Once per turn, send a Face of Fire Gen X monster you control to the graveyard. Select one Face up Monster your opponent controls, destroy it. Inflict damage to your opponent equal to the level of that destroyed monster by 200. This is a pretty bad card. Um, there's only three monsters that qualify as a Fire Gen X, and one's like a level 5 or 6, so that's a tribute summon. One is a Synchro Monster. There's only one card you could really use that fits this. And this, despite looking like a Fire Monster, is a Dark Monster. So you can't even attribute this card on its own. For destroying a card, it's neutered because um, the original card is t- level times 400 burns, not level times 200. So let's say you're destroying a Blue Eyes. That'll be 1600 burn. I mean, that's that's not bad. But. You're going to have to find that Fire Gen X to run in your deck um, to do it. It could be like an OTK now that I think about it because you're, you're killing that Blue Eyes. That's 1600. No, it's not enough. This guy only hits for 1700. So, yeah, you can't even do a clunky uh, OTK there. It's a pretty bad card just because there's so few cards that fit the Fire Gen X um, environment. Alright, so we also get dual Links Mission Research this time around. And this has been improved quite a bit. Like This is actually okay to play because Mission Research previously you had to keep going into the screen to keep redeeming your rewards. Now it does it automatically. That's pretty cool. They've definitely improved the Mission Research uh, off the original reincarnation of the Carly event. Once you get 60,000 points, you'll get a copy of Alchemic Magician. This is a card you saw in. um, I forgot the trap card is called. Uh, It's fighting with another card. But Alchemic Magician is a dark rank 4 spellcaster. 3 level 4 spellcasters, 1500 attack, 1500 defense. This card gains 200 attack for each spell card in your graveyard. Once per turn, during your end phase, you can detach one Xyz material from this card, send one card from your hand to the graveyard, choose one spell card from your deck, set it in your spell and trap zone. So this is a card that won't see any play for now. And it's only going to get better when there's more uh, level 4 spellcasters put into the game. Spellcasters are barely seeing any play now, so we're going to to wait for the archetype to get better. We do have some light torn cards um, that are level 4 spellcasters. Fortune Lady is going to have trouble because the stars don't really match. Um, Fortune Lady Water is really the only level 4. And then you could kind of uh, do the level boost on a level 1. Um, Gravekeepers are a fit. Gravekeepers are not meta though. But they're all pretty much level 4 spellcasters. So that's good for them. Witchcrafters have trouble lining up the stars. All you have is the um, Shmetto with its level 4. Every other... Monster is not. You're going to need all of them to use this XC summon, which doesn't sound like it's worth it. Uh, It does work with the spell focus of the uh, Witchcrafters, though. And you kind of facilitate cards into the graveyard, into the hand. So, I mean, like facilitating cards from the hand and the deck, which is what Witchcrafters do. That's a really strong ability. You could just discard and set a spell straight from the deck. This is really the only card that does that. So you could use a quick play like Cosmic Cyclone or Forbidden um, Lance, things like that, which can catch your opponent off guard, and you can just pull those cards out instead of waiting for them to get drawn. So that's definitely an advantage of this card. Overall, this is a very niche card that will see play with Spellcaster decks. Um, nothing really matches right now with the level 4s, so we're going to have to wait for a Spellcaster deck to be meta, for this card to see any play and you're not really gonna force this card to play an inferior archetype of spellcasters. That's not good right now, like like uh so you're not really trying to force the alchemic magician. Alright. Yeah, there's not much to talk about this week, so I figured I'll talk about ways to improve duel links. This kind of comes off my own um not wanting to play Duel Links, and I guess it's kind of like the four-year perspective into Duel Links. I've been playing other games, I've been busy in life, and there's just been less and less time for it. Now, there are ways to fix the game. Um, what they've done with Duel Links I feel is very conservative. Um, I mean, the lack of promotion with streamers and stuff is has always been an issue, and they're not having been an event this week because of coronavirus, there's nothing you could really do about that. But I feel like not enough risks are being taken with the game. They are they are making a balanced game with the nerfs, which is what game designers do with card games. Any game really, um, to fix broken stuff. And what I feel is there's not being not enough risks being taken. Back then there would be very exciting things going on. No matter how messed up they were, very exciting things were going on, and it's been very quiet now. Um, aside from the occasional cheating scandal you would hear from a tournament, like a from a Kaiba Cup, which happens every single time, there's been very little controversy in the game. Um, like I said before, they're balancing things, they're listening to user feedback. That's a that those are both pluses, of course. But uh, what else can be done now? These are three ways to reboot Dual Links. There's definitely more ways, and you could... Whenever they ask for a survey, that's, you know, what you do, but this is just something I'm thinking about. The one is introduce a broken character, and I think we have the perfect one in mind with Duke Devlin. I don't want to use RNG to make a broken character, but Duke Devlin might be the guy. And the way I, the reason I say this is because... People are trying to find out what skills work right now. We don't have, we're playing the same cards. We're playing nerfed versions of decks. We're playing new decks. Whatever. You, you throw in a broken character. New cards will get used. This kind of reminds me of um Sartorius Sartorius so was a little bit broken. And Desperado just came out of nowhere. So we need a way to find old cards some use. And inject it into a character that's a little broken. So... If Duke Devlin has a skill that's really good, or he gives us a card that's really good, they'll push us into a new, a new deck or a new archetype. That would be pretty cool. And um, I don't want him, you know, manipulating dice rolls forever, like, like landing sure dice roll shots or whatever. And that's that seems kind of like along the lines of Sartorius, which isn't really fair. But I would like him to be broken in some other way. That would make a new archetype shine, if that makes any sense. So, it's just a way to make the game more exciting. way to play another player. Encourage us to level him up, for example. And, um, yeah, just inject some life. We need a broken character and then get it fixed or something, you know. Second is make event cards worthwhile. We just got the Labyrinth of Klein, which is a decent card. But I don't remember the time that a PvE card or PvP um, reward card was very good. Uh, Back in the day, Super Joey or Elegant Mai had those really meta-defining cards for their archetypes, Amazonas and Red Eyes. Now, we're just getting a bunch of cards that aren't very good. And that kind of hurts the want to play a PvE event or a PvP event when they have those. So... There's so many cards in the game, I don't think they're in danger of exposing every single card. So there's definitely ways of shaking up the meta with PvE cards. And I know the Super Joey and Elegant Mai had caused problems with how broken those cards were. But now they're kind of shooting too low with what is being available. And we just need reasons to play the events or we're going to move on to other games. That's just what it is. And lastly, the last way to reboot Duelings is to make alternate game modes permanent. And I'm looking at Turbo Duels specifically. Turbo Duels are an occasional PvE event or PvP. We had the Grand Prix recently, so it's it's an event that goes both ways. We have pretty much a motorcycle, I mean a Turbo Runner for every single character already, so in five ds so that um if it it's it fits thematically, we have different skills for them, and I think they've just been tinkering with it every every time around they've been making little improvements, but it has never really been released, so it's time to make it a permanent game mode, and what that would do is give people more things to do if you're not you're hitting kingdom of games early in the season. You're gonna move on to tournament play, for example. Or if you're a tournament player, you're like, I don't care about this scene. But well, what if what if, what about people who hit King of Games and don't have time for tournaments? They're not about that scene. Having an alternate game mode that is ranked or that is PvP would give more incentive to stay in the game, and having Turbo Dueling as a uh, permanent game mode would have its own meta. So, you know, having a whole new meta, a new set of cards to play that fit, Turbo Dueling is a skill on its own. So, and it's like a separate ban list too, so keeping a separate game. I just think they've been tinkering with it so long that's it's time to do it. Tag dueling I'm more skeptical about. They've done tag dueling a few times. It's never really been a full PvP event. And I'm afraid that with the way uh, lags go, people taking long ter- their turns, connection issues, that tag dueling won't be very successful. And to rely on random partners for a um, win streak to move up to the next rank is definitely more frustrating than anything. And people will be tanking games on purpose to make people lose, their teammates lose, and I don't think it'll be great. So, turbo dueling, on the other hand, is just one on one. Get to use dual skills that you've never used in conjunction with your own dual skills. So, playing the game differently to get those turbo duel points—it's definitely a move that should be considered, um, given all the work that has gone on to making the events. I don't know if the game is not big enough to allow the storage of the turbo dueling game mode, but I think it is. Um you will be selected to you'll be restricted to using the five D's characters though, so that's one thing. If you're you know, not a fan of those archetypes I mean those series or whatever, but that's kind of a dumb reason not to play turbo dueling. Or, you know, there's no reason to um Force people to play turbo dueling. It could just be, or they could force them. You know, they could just have like a few gem rewards for ranking up and stuff, and that'll give people an incentive to play. Um, of course, when you do something like that, you're kind of forcing people to play a game mode they may not like. Um, that's kind of what's ha- what's happening with ranked, anyways. Like some people are allergic to playing ranked, and um, they're missing out on gem rewards regardless. So you could have the turbo dueling rewards separate and. You know, um, people who won't play won't play, right? So that's the biggest thing. I think I think they should have Turbo Dueling as a game mode uh, permanently. Yeah, those are just three quick suggestions of how to improve Duel Links and have people keep playing the game. And that is it for the week. This is a very short podcast. Hopefully next week we'll have more content. Upcoming news, late March... Igami gets sent to the gate. These are all happening in a few days, late March. Obtain Duke Devlin. We'll see everything. What the hoopla is all about? The imaginary hoopla that I drummed out. Late March, dual quest, another copy of Grand Spellbook Tower, and late March changing the dual versus screen. They just changed something. I think that's the dual versus screen. So we'll see what happens to that. But um, that is not the dual interface that I just discussed. So that is it the podcast <laughs> listen and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast check out the podcast and more at the website the dualassessment.wordpress.com email me if anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me at twitter at dual underscore assessment or on my own account at green Ranger ccg all right thanks for listening i'll talk to you next time